Welcome to the Bare Minimum Podcast. My name is Steven Zogel. Welcome back. We got a Bears vs. Saints. Got an afternoon game. First game in, uh, was it Daylight Savings? That ended, right? Yeah, okay, that ended. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, yeah, here we are again. Bears lose in overtime. Crushing loss. Well, I, I don't know what else to say about it. It's terrible. Uh, but we're going to get into... I'm going to start off with some positives, which first note I had on positives was uh, not a lot. So, you know, uh, here we go. First positive is uh, Bears have a kicker there, you know. Uh, we got Cairo Santos. He's making some kicks. He's just kicking them up there, and they're just going right down the center every time. And let me tell you what, it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice after the whole entire Cody Parkey thing to have a kicker and going through the whole entire carousel of kickers in and kickers out, you know. And, uh, you know, surprise, it came uh, from a kicker that wasn't in the 10-man gulag of kickers that the Bears held in their off-season program last season, getting Eddie Pinero and everything, who is now injured. So kind of lucked into just getting Santos, which is nice. Hit that 51-yarder after he got iced by by the Saints. Sean Payton said, didn't care. I don't care. I, I, I just do not care about the timeout. I want to kick it right down the middle again. You can't phase me because I'm Kyra Santos. Anyways, so we got him. That's a positive. You know, it's kind of like a monkey's paw thing, unfortunately. You know, you get a kicker, and then your offense just completely dissolves from everything. Uh, but you know, positives, focusing on the positives. Okay. Next positive is, uh, we got Dwayne Harris. We got him and he's a punt returner. We have a guy that actually catches the ball. It's surprising. I know he, he doesn't just look at the ball coming down at him and then decide, you know, I know I, there's no player within like 20 yards of me. Um, but I'm just going to let it bounce once anyways. And just not really risk anything. Uh, which is what Ted Jinn Jr. did. But you know he was an active this game. So it's nice to, that we have Dwayne Harris. He made a pretty significant uh, fair catch. I think towards the end of the game. He was able to make a pretty gutsy catch. Where another Bears player got like pretty. Like just absolutely destroyed. Kind of like tabletopped his own teammate. But Dwayne Harris was able to catch it. And uh you know, prevent the ball from bouncing any further back, pinning back the Bears. Now, not that that really mattered. I don't think it mattered. Is that in the overtime? I can't remember. Anyways, point is that we have Dwayne Harris, who is kind of the best of both worlds in terms of, in terms of Tariq Cohen and Ted Jin Jr. Unlike Tariq Cohen, works. Let, let, let me work that back. I'm going to walk that back just a little bit. Just a little bit. Is he as fast as Tariq Cohen? I don't think so. I don't really know. He ran like maybe 10 yards today, so hard to say. But uh, in terms of decision-making, he doesn't go side to side. He just goes north and south, which is what you want from a punt returner unless you have like a Devin Hester or something back there is completely dynamic and can make those type of uh, lateral quick plays with his feet. And uh, he can catch the ball on the punt, which is unlike T 
Ted Jin Jr. who just kind of, like I said, just stares at the ball, lets it bounce, and is pretty much just afraid of catching a punt. I don't know why. I don't know if that's a coaching thing or if that's just a personal thing. If that's just like a, hey, I mean, I'll go back there, but don't expect me to catch anything because that's not how I go. That's just not how I roll. Which is kind of sad in terms of, I don't know what the coaching is doing in terms of Chris Tabor, is how you can watch that for like two, I don't forgot, two, three weeks of Ted Jin Jr. just watching the ball and just never calling a fair catch. He doesn't even attempt a fair catch. So good thing that he's not the punt returner anymore. And let's see, another positive. Uh, the defense can still make some plays. They didn't make tons of plays, but they made they got stops when they needed to, and they get, got the ball back to the offense, which is what you need to do. Defense got gashed on some major run plays, especially on the last, uh, uh, in terms of like, on the Saints, the last drive that the Saints had before the half ended, playing way too soft. I don't know what you were doing. Drew Brees has like a noodle of an arm a lot of i don't know if how what his longest completion was but it seems like every completion was like a five to ten yards yards just dink and dunkin like you know like your donut at dunkin donuts i don't know why i said that but hey that's what it reminded me of you're just dink and dunkin like your cop at dunkin donuts it's just and they just kind of let him drive down the field let him drive down the field, and then Jalen Johnson on a typically has been playing fairly well week to week. Made some, you know, make some mistakes here and there. Still a rookie, and he just like lets Jared Cook just like wide open. Doesn't even try and cover him. I don't know if that was just a mental mistake, if he thought that a safety was there to uh to take him or not. But in the uh, replay, the the announcers show that the middle of the field is just wide open. There was no safety in the middle. And that's exactly where Drew Brees threw it, was right in the middle of that defense for a very easy touchdown going into the half. And uh, so the, in terms of defense, but they were able to make some plays towards the end. You know, they were able to stop them on their first drive in overtime, which is really what, you know, you need your defense to do. I mean, I don't know what else you want them to do. I mean, I guess they could always get a, you know, touchdown, but that's easier said than done. So defense was able to make their plays when they were told to. <clears throat> and that's in terms of positives. I don't know. Oh, Monty Montgomery, he's 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 a good running back, I think. A lot of people were kind of dogging him because he doesn't have the, the amount of yards per carry as some other elite running backs. But I think today kind of showed that his line really just doesn't open up tons of holes for him. Which is a shame because when he does, I mean, like that one run, his 38-yard run, he looked completely surprised. He was looking around him, just wondering, like, oh, is this really happening? Yeah, it's it was happening for the first time. He was just looking at the amount of green that was in front of him. And he thought, this is, I guess this is what a running back is supposed to play like with a offensive line that can get you a, a, get you a hole. And they also had the graphic that he broke the most tackles. He has broken the most tackles in the NFL. I think previous was Mike Davis on the Panthers. 
And so it seems, but most of those broken tackles is before the line of scrimmage, in my opinion. I don't have the stats, like I said last podcast, not a big numbers guy. Just going from, from the eyeball test, right? And so it just seems like he keeps on getting hit before the line of scrimmage, which is a shame. Because in my opinion, he shows that he has the quickness and the shiftiness to get you yards when you need to. However, he is being uh, kind of held in check due to the O-line being pushed back into him all the time. Uh, other positives, Allen Robinson, what a beast. Just absolutely nailing those difficult catches. I was kind of dogging him before before even I started this podcast on how he would let up some uh, seem to be easy catches that would bounce off of his hands and lead to interceptions. But today he made that incredible touchdown catch. He made some other really important catches in the game. And overall, he just had a great game. I mean, he definitely wasn't an issue. Same with Anthony Miller. He had a pretty okay game in terms of previous outings where he would make really big mental mistakes. He had one bad catch, but uh, he helped with a lot of other plays along the way. Uh, Graham seemed to be not... Well, we got, we got to focus on positives, so we're not going to talk about Graham right now. Got to focus on positives, right? Other positives. Let's see. Positive. Mooney. Darnell Mooney. I mean, what a great pick in terms of getting a wide receiver, fifth round, shifty, speedy, great hands, and good route runner, too. Always seems to be able to outrun a, a defensive back. Finally, Foles was able to hit on that 52-yarder, I think, that bomb to Mooney, and if he was able to lead him a bit more, then that might have been like just a that might have been a home run touchdown, but unfortunately it wasn't. But still, 52 yarder, and you can't really complain. Set up the touchdown to Allen Robinson, so I guess it didn't really wasn't big a huge deal that we didn't get a touchdown on that play. And then Darnell Mooney did get that nice second touchdown late in the game. Uh, that was important for the Bears tying it, and so I'm I'm, I'm excited for him. He looks like he's going to be a great player. As well any other positives let's think about it let's think about it I don't think so so now we're gonna go on to the negatives first negative that I can really think of is Montgomery's being like I was talking about being held back by his O-line the O-line unfortunately was even more depleted today we had injuries to, to Massey and we had an injury to Spriggs, who I believe came back in eventually, but he was still beaten up. The line was being jumbled around throughout the game. For a second, he had bars in. Coward was playing right tackle. And so it's just, this line is just getting worse and worse. Surprisingly, they were able to sometimes give Foles some decent time to pass. Um... However, that kind of leads into my second negative is that Foles was not really good today. He had two touchdowns, but he had a bad interception. He is a statue within the pocket. He kind of sits there, takes a sack. There was one, I believe it was uh, yeah, in overtime. He had some green out in front of him, and this is where you missed Trubisky, is where you he could have ran for, I don't know if he could have gotten the first yard, the first down, probably not, but... 
he just didn't he chose to just eat a sack instead which is concerning because it's uh, it's it's almost it's free yards and you just decide to pull back try and find a play that's not there throw that's not there and ultimately you have to punt because you went backwards and took a sack and then you have that other play where he like double clutched it seems like he was doing his best charles barkley impression in terms of he cocked his arm he got like halfway up he stopped and then he continued the throw from halfway which is really weird um didn't have a good game just was eating sacks seemed to just not be able to make plays was doing a lot of dink and dunking like how i was talking about drew Brees. even on third downs where you needed more yards he would just pass it you know well below the first down line and he would just it just would result in a in a punt unfortunately uh next negative is the whims fight that was the most bizarre thing i might have seen in a while uh so i guess i forgot who the saints player was but this previous play that saints player got into the face of anthony miller and i guess was just i mean they were just kind of talking shit back and forth i didn't think it was that big of a deal the saints player poked him like in the cheek i guess which i guess is disrespectful but it's not like an insane disrespectful play that you just never see in the nfl in terms of the grand scheme of things pretty light and then Wims comes by, seems to take out the Saints DB's mouth guard, and just punches him in the helmet, which is always dumb. I just never understand him. Why would you ever punch a guy with a helmet on in the helmet? I mean, what uh, did is your hand like made of metal, you know? And so he smacked the dude in the helmet. The Saints guy just looked at Wims like, "What are you doing, my guy? My dude, what's happening?" why are you doing this and then Wims just smacked him again just punched him right in the face again and then he had the audacity to show that he was like he started clapping when he got out of that scrum as if like he thought the saints got called for a penalty it didn't make any sense rightfully got ejected he'll probably get fined and suspended too just a boneheaded play boneheaded play that hurt the football team got us back in distance and that wasn't the first time that's happened to the offense during this game or previous games, just hurting yourselves, shooting yourself in the foot. Terrible. Poor discipline is my, is my next point. Just terrible discipline. Um, in terms of uh, defense, there's, like, like I was talking about, that drive before the half ended. Bad discipline in just terms of, like, I know you, they were trying to let a lot of people underneath catch the ball, but they weren't really pressuring Breeze at all i don't think pagano ever dialed up like a blitz on on drew Breeze. i don't even know if we got a sack on drew Breeze. i think we got one yeah i think we got one i think mac pushed a lineman into him but hardly got any pressure on him never really got any pressure alvin Kamara was able to get really big chunk plays throughout the whole entire game and that obviously just hurt the bears in the long run and then poor play calling late and throughout uh, it's just apparent week to week that play calling is poor. Um, Nagy can always call up some plays that do get receivers wide open, players wide open. But then you have the O-line and the quarterback play holding it back. And it seems like he just can't 
adjust to those limitations. It seems like he has a playbook in mind, and he wants it to be executed no matter what, despite if his players have the talent to do so, which is concerning. Um, I mean, I think it was in the overtime, it was a second down, like maybe five, and they just run it straight up the gut like they've done many times before. I've mentioned it in the last podcast, and they just get stuffed, which is just another, or it might have been in the fourth quarter drive, and they just get absolutely stuffed, no yards, maybe lose some yards, and now that's just a pointless play. Now it's third down, and now you, now they know that you have to throw it. And it was just poor play calling. It was like as soon as they would start doing good, they would do like a cute play. They brought Trubisky in for exactly one play. I don't know if he was trying to do his, they were trying to make Trubisky like a Taysom Hill thing. It was bizarre. I didn't understand it. I didn't like it. Um, if they, I mean, I guess if they made a plan with Trubisky in, ter- in terms of using them throughout, but they used them for like exactly one play, and then they just like, okay, you got two yards. Is he going to run? Is he going to pass? it? He's just going to run it. He's going to run it straight to the left, and he got tackled for two yards, and that was it. And then it was just, yeah, play calling just poor, terrible. So let's see. Going forward, we play the Titans next week. I think the Titans are going to have a bounce-back game. They lost today against the Bengals, 31-20, I think. But I think they're going to have a big bounce back game against the Bears. The Bears can't stop the run. They argue the Titans arguably, arguably, arguably have the best running back or one of the best running backs in the league who is just dominant, just trucks through people like they're just wet paper. And it's going to be because I think they said that the Bears defense has like the 16th place in rushing isn't good especially against that Titans offense so I guess we'll see I guess we'll see because as of right now it seems like this Bears team is falling apart at the seams and that Nagy is slowly losing this locker room hopefully they can bounce back Bears are five and three two losses right in a row against two teams that were kind of kind of prove it teams and they just failed miserably. They got close against the Saints, but it really shouldn't have even been that close, if I'm being honest. If they even won, I wouldn't have even felt confident about going into this next game. And so that's disappointing, obviously. What what are, we, what are the Bears going to do? It seems like each week... It's Groundhog's Day, and we just relive the same thing over and over again. And it's really just telling that how much of a quarterback league this is in terms of you can't really go that far unless your quarterback play is at least average. And we don't even have average quarterback play. It's either you go with Mitch, who's more athletic, who can at least run out of, out of danger, but he can't read a defense. Under pressure, he gets terrible mechanics overthrows receivers or throws terrible interceptions to defenders that he doesn't even see or you have Foles who can read a defense but doesn't have the arm strength doesn't have the mobility and can also just make poor decisions if he gets pressured 
So it seems like no matter which option that we go to, we can't do anything right. If we could combine Foles and Trubisky, that would be pretty ideal. But obviously you can't because, I, I mean, you can't. How, how would you do that? I don't know. If you can figure that out, tweet me at Bear Zogel on Twitter um, to get Foles' brain inside of Trubisky because I, I have no idea how you'd even do that. So, um, But looking towards next week, we have the Titans. Bengals have shown that their Titans defense has holes in it. Nagy should be able to, you know, should, should, I say should, very generously, should be able to get points on this Titans defense if the Bengals can do it with a sieve sieve as a offensive line. I know they have Joe Burr, who's playing great over in Cincinnati despite the, the talent around him. But if the Bengals are able to do that, Bears need to be able to do that, plain and simple. That's about it for today. That was your bare minimum recap on the Bears vs. Saints game. Uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at BearZokel. That's Bear as in, you know, Chicago Bears. And then Zokel, Z as in Zebra, O-K-A-L. Tweet at me, you know, if you wanna if you wanna talk to me about my thoughts on the game. I'll be live tweeting during the games as well. If you wanna, you know, stop by, let me know what you think of my takes or if you want to chime in on your own thoughts that'd be great so yeah until next time i'm steven zokel this is the bare minimum podcast see you later